your Locked On Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, hockey fans. I am your host, Jared Ellis, and you are listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And as always, you can find the show on Twitter at LO underscore Hurricanes, same on Instagram, and you can find the show on Facebook at Locked On Hurricanes Podcast, and you can find myself on Twitter and Locker Room at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And today is a two-parter. This is part one of the series game preview that I did with Adam of Locked on Tampa Bay Lightning. Had a blast recording with him uh, this weekend. Ended up talking for well over an hour. That's why this is a two-parter. So we obviously discussed all things Tampa Bay Lightning and Carolina Hurricanes, how they match up, uh, how they went about you know, as on the series, um, uh, weaknesses that both teams have, and just you know, a good old conversation. Had a blast uh, recording with him, so here is part one, and enjoy, folks. So, um, yeah, you guys, like, it, it, it's one of those things that, and I, I guess I guess we could start it out this way, is that, like last year when the Lightning were in the playoffs and um, they, they they beat Columbus, they got over, you know, the hump that everyone thought they were going to fail again. And, and then they played Boston. I was saying that if the Lightning, and I even said it before that, if the Lightning could just get by Boston, then you're basically playing with house money after that. Because I feel like that was the big, that was the big team that could have ended things, could have been playing spoiler towards the Lightning. And I feel like this year, that's kind of the same deal with Carolina just because of just, yeah, they, they got past the Panthers who basically kicked the crap out of them all in season, but it's, it's kind of the same case with the hurricanes as well. I mean, other than the fact that you guys won the division, which by the way, congratulations to that. Yeah, um, I know. Yeah. Um, that was the hurricanes were one of the teams that Tampa had like a, a tough played them tough all season long um in that regard yeah we yeah we s- split the season series both of us went uh four three and one against each yeah. other uh so both teams i feel are pretty evenly matched um now that we have you know jacob slavin back in the lineup i think that yeah. uh really helps us on the defensive side of thing because i would have said that was like our one issue that we had with nashville was you know him being out and those were the two games that they won yeah. Uh, again, you know, it took them double overtime and Jacob Slavin being out for them to beat us. Right. Uh, but, you know, I would definitely say Tampa Bay is definitely a, a few steps above Nashville. And, you know, mistakes that the Hurricanes made in that series, they can't make those against Tampa um, because Tampa is uh, an extremely elite level team. Um yeah, and now you have your guys back, uh, cap circumvention aside. Uh, <laughs> I, I, of course, had to get that in there at some point. Um, 
but you know, is you know, you guys are going to be a really a big thorn in the hurricane side. Um, and I think, you know, for us to beat you, I talked about this with uh, Sarah from the Kings show uh, the other day on our Alex and Delkovich special that I just spontaneously decided to do uh, for the hurricanes to get past Tampa. They're really just going to have to stifle that offense. Uh, Braden point, Nikita Kucherov, Steven Stamkos, all those guys, they're just going to have to shut those guys down. Um, I really think that's going to be the big way that we can get past y'all. Yeah, and that's that's what the Panthers were trying to do throughout the entire series as, as much as they failed at trying to keep Nikita Kucherov you know, grounded. I mean, who would have thought that he would have just picked up where he left off in the playoffs uh, after pretty much missing an entire year? It's almost uh, like he'd been healthy for a while. I know. It's almost like he he just – they didn't want to rush him back and just wait till the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> I wonder why. But um, the thing is – and this is what's kind of like I've said on my show numerous times is that other teams are going to make the, t- the, the, bottom, the bottom six work. And the Lightning got away with that in, in this Panther series because really there was times where – I mean, we saw it last season. We saw it in the last year's playoffs where Alex Kalorn, you would have never thought he even suited up that night just because mm-hmm. he, there was times where you didn't even realize that he was on the ice because he just literally wasn't doing anything. And then the only time you would hear him was when you didn't want to hear his name or was when he was committing a, a stupid penalty. And I think that's where the Hurricanes could play into kind of the frustrating frustration that could build up with Tampa because you could see it very – easily at certain points where in the game where if they don't if they can't get get things going right away tampa starts to get frustrated and that's where they they really start to you know kind of things start to fall apart for them and i think that's where you guys could capitalize on that like the first five minutes of every lightning game is super crucial for this team because that's really what that's going to dictate how the rest of the game is going to go and you know if you guys could kind of you know, in every game that the Lightning won this series, they they were the first team to score. You know, they out mm-hmm. of the six games, they 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 scored they scored five times as the first team. So yeah, wow. it's crazy because yeah, I mean, you say that you know, scoring first you know, is a big way to beat the Lightning. And one Achilles heel that I found in the Nashville uh, series uh, with Alex Ndelkovich, you know, I love the kid to the moon. He's yeah. an amazing goaltender. Um, but yeah, you know, I feel that series you know, kind of showed a couple of weaknesses for him. Of if you can, one way to get past him is to score on him early, like within the f- first five minutes, like because he's still like settling in. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could do that, then then you're good. Uh, not necessarily win the game because you saw it multiple times. Yeah, yeah, Nashville scored first uh, in the periods, uh, but you know, the Hurricanes were still able to come back, win those games. So it's yeah. not necessarily going to dictate, you know, if they win or lose the game, but that's a good way to get a leg up. Right. Um, and so it's crazy that, you know, you said, uh, you know, that the first five minutes with Tampa is how to beat them. And that's also a way with the Hurricanes of get a leg up on them. And uh, I think, you know, you mentioned, you know, getting Tampa frustrated. Um, I, I do think the Hurricanes can do that. Uh, especially now with Jacob Slavin back in the lineup because that defense holes that were there without him 
aren't going to be there now. The The man is an absolute force on defense. He's mm-hmm. one of the best defensive defensemen in the league. Um, and then now he's back paired with Dougie Hamilton. They complement each other so well. Whereas Jacobs, you know, is very defensive minded. Dougie's very offensive and they complement each other perfectly. Um, and then of course there's the top line of Feshnikov, Aho, Teravainen, and then, you know, second line with Trocek, Niederreiter, and Natchez. And then you have, you know, the third and fourth lines, which are awesome as well. And then you go uh, over to the defensive side. You know, I mentioned the first pairing uh, with Slavin and Hamilton. On the second, you have uh, Brett Pesci and Brady Shea. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brady Shea's uh, started to pick things up a little bit in the playoffs. And then on the third pairing of Jake Bean and Yanni Hockenpah that we got from Anaheim, I was saying to uh, Sarah that, I think and um, that Yanni is they're just going to tell him to go out and wreck people um, because of how Florida was able to just bang you guys up, Uh, send Yanni out there, do that. Uh, Brett Pesci as well. Um, And then our bottom six, really, Um, you know, Jordan Martinuk there, Brock McGinn. Uh, Hopefully, you know, we can have one of your former guys back in Cedric Paquette. Because when he was healthy, he was actually really good for the Hurricanes. He wasn't necessarily one to uh, have his name all over the score sheet, but he brought mm-hmm. a tremendous amount of grit to the Hurricanes that they needed um, whenever we got him from Ottawa. And he's fit in pretty well, honestly, in my opinion. I was kind of on the fence with the trade when we first got him um, just because of how poorly he played in Ottawa. But yeah. we got him, and he fit in great. Um, I definitely – he. Yeah, he does well in Rod Brindamore's system. Yeah, and that's the thing that if you would have asked me at the time what kind of player were you getting in SETI was that he, he's not going to light up the stat sheet, but he's going to come up in the big moments when you least expect it. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the thing that I miss about having him on the team, uh, miss about having Carter Verhage, who just killed the Lightning last round. It's like for the Lightning, you know, unfortunately they had to, get, to have – get rid of some players uh, yeah, yeah. over the past year because, you know, because of the cap and all that stuff and, you know, guys, oh, they just circumvent it. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if the lightning end up running into to Toronto, then, you know, you're running into Zach Bogosian who also helped you win a cup last year. And it's like, it's starting to become this right, theme of Toronto now. Yeah. It's just starting to become like this theme of like, I don't know if you ever saw that movie with Matthew McConaughey, Girlfriends of Girl, uh, Girlfriends. Oh, of, uh, yeah, Christmas I love Pass. that movie. That movie's it, great. It, it's literally like that for the Lightning right now, where you have guys that played, I wouldn't say minor roles on the team last year, but they obviously weren't like on the on the pedestal as high as, you know, Stamkos, Kucherov, all those mm-hmm. other guys. Um, but it, it, it's these guys, these now you guys know me, you know I love the stonks, the memes, the rocket ships, and day trading can be a lot of fun. But if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can cover the low annual 0.25 adversary fee. Best of all, it's automatic. 
Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash locked on NHL to start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL and get started today. Little these little cogs in the wheel that you had uh helping you last season that are just kind of doing the same thing for the teams that you're trying to, you know, repeat against. And it, and it's, it's really frustrating to see it from a Tampa Bay standpoint, but the thing I'm curious about, cause you know, admittingly uh, I have to admit that I really haven't watched outside of the matchups that our two teams played. I haven't really watched a whole ton of Carolina because I was just so focused and I, I guess worried because you guys got off to somewhat of a slow start just because of everything with COVID in the beginning of the year. And, you know, so it kind of took a while for you guys to kind of get going. So like, from my point of view, I was like, all right, these guys are going to finish in third, not a big deal. I'll worry about them when we worry about them in the playoffs, but um, obviously the, the tables have turned and, you know, other than your, your Slavens and, and your Ajos and, and of course there's Fesinokovs who, by the way, I just, I finally, figured out how to how to pronounce that correctly consistently <laughs> like last week um who is who are the guys that you're looking from from carolina just to kind of come in and just do the normal things to help you know put points on the board or just keep my guys at bay um i mean you mentioned obviously the big superstar guys of course um i would love to see um vincent trocheck uh really just light it up this series because he had some really good moments in the Nashville series, but he kind of cooled off towards the latter half of the season, kind of after coming back from an injury. Um, again, he, he still had his moments. He was still great for the Hurricanes. Uh, but I'd like to see him uh, start to pick it back up. Uh, I think Martin Natchez, he's one to watch for as well. Uh, you know, he was really good in the Nashville series as well. He had his first multi-goal playoff game in that series as well he's really going to be one to watch for not only in this series but just going forward in his career um i I remember the last time we started to interrupt you but i remember the last time we played you guys and he just killed us yeah i mean he's phenomenal yeah i mean he's a great player and i mean i'm not i not to take anything away from him but i don't even believe Vazzy was in net for that game but still i mean mm -hmm. he was just a pest that game yeah and yeah yeah, he's he's going to be really good um, in this series. Um, I could see Nino uh, stepping up a bit in this series because well, maybe because um, he did leave practice earlier today, uh, early today. Um, so maybe there may be something with him. Don't know yet. Nothing's been said. I don't want to make people think that uh, Nino is going to be out or anything like that. But, right. uh, you know, I think he's due for a big game in the playoffs. Jordan Stahl, he's had an amazing, amazing season. He is going to be an absolute force. He's going to be a wrecking ball as well. Right. Um, I think Brock McGinn is going to be another one. Uh, you know, he really steps his game up in the playoffs. And actually, I believe it was earlier today or yesterday, 
uh, Rod Brindamore was saying that he could have uh, Brock could have hung uh, whenever Rod was playing because wow. Brock is you know that good and that physical. Um, I remember when uh, he got hurt earlier in the season. You know, because you know if he comes off the ice, something's wrong because he's super right. super tough. Uh, Rod said that he's probably the most the toughest player he's seen since he played. Wow, that yeah. says a lot considering yeah. Rod was like a beast when he played oh, yeah. back in the day. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, I do want to get your opinion on this, just you know, from an outsider's perspective. Uh, you know, when it comes to Jack Adams this year, um. Yeah, there's obviously you know, some other really good coaches out there, like uh, Coach Q down in uh, South Florida. Um, right. Yeah, the head coach for the Wild. Um, you know, ultimately, you know, do you think Rod Renamore, you know, uh, is going to win the Jack Adams this year? I I not only think that Rod Renamore should win the Jack Adams, but I think that because I believe his contract's up after this year, correct? Yeah. All right, so I I really think that Carolina, after the playoffs have concluded, should sit him down and just give him a blank check and allow him to write whatever number yeah. he thinks is appropriate because I, I you could just see it from day one. You know, with, with Florida, it took Q about a year to kind of get things going down there, but I, I, I feel like as soon as his boots hit the ground down there in Carolina, uh, mm-hmm. You saw a complete 180 in this team. You know, yeah, it, you that's when things really started to really pick up. You know, you had the talent, you had you had the foundation. It was just a matter of who was sitting behind the bench. And you know, yeah, yeah. I, I think that what he has done with this team, and, and even you know, a lot of people are going to discount what the Car- Carolina Hurricanes have done this season just because of the frequent, just the way the schedule was, and and I feel like that's just what the nature of the beast is this year, no matter what team has success, there's always going to be sort of that. Well, you know, the, the like Toronto. A, exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, I a hundred percent Toronto wins the cup where I'm calling BS on that, but yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think that like what he has done, you, you cannot discount that just because of COVID because even, you know, that should be more of a reason for him to get the money and to get the Jack Adams just because of, the crazy schedule, the cancellations, just being having the ability to just prep, have his team prepared night in, night out, um, you know, has really impressed me from an outsider's perspective. Yeah, uh, um, I was talking about this. Uh, the guys from, I believe, Cairns and Tomahawks, they had invited me on, you know, earlier today. I went on there and, you know, talked to them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we talked about this. Um, and, you know, the Rod, you know, when he took over in 1819 along with, Dundon buying the team, Waddell taking over as GM, just the culture shift uh, that yeah. happened. Uh, and, you know, with this year, well, just not necessarily this year, but just the way everyone just buys into what the Hurricanes are doing. And mm-hmm. the guys would run through a brick wall and then some for Rod. They absolutely love him. He's definitely a player's coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, like again, like what you said, you know, just you know what he does for this organization, and you know all the people who are saying, ah, oh, he's gonna leave, he's gonna leave. Yeah, he's not gonna leave. He's no. uh, because they're focused on the playoffs right now. You know, not his contract. Um, mm-hmm. They want to win a Stanley Cup, uh, and this guy has been a part of the 
Hurricanes organization since the year like 2000. Um, oh. He's been here for over 20 years you know, as a player, team captain, alternate captain, team captain, front office guy, assistant coach, head coach. Um, you know, he, he is Carolina Hurricanes hockey. You know, he's been here for almost the entirety of it. Um, he just missed those first couple years when they're uh, still up in Greensboro rather than Raleigh when they're waiting yeah. for the arena to get built. Um, so he's not going anywhere. You know, he lives here. He raised his kids here. His kids go to college here or did go to college. I think they may have graduated now. Uh, but yeah, he's not going anywhere. Uh, I know he was waiting for you know, his uh, assistants and whatnot to you know make sure they get paid first. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he he is Hurricanes hockey, and I don't know if you have seen the video yet, uh, but after they closed out the series with Nashville, yeah, it was an amazing video. Um, he was in uh, the locker room, and he was walking back and forth, and you know when he do, is doing that, it's going to be a great video because yeah. he's amped up. Uh, but he had his phone out, and he had his parents on speakerphone, and he said, you know how his uh dad you know he's older you know he's been sick uh it was his birthday the day they uh closed out the series against nashville um and just how much it meant for his dad and you know rod obviously and then the team just up and saying happy birthday you know for his dad and just the way the hurricanes are you know just as a family organization it's amazing no, nah, that's great. And that's, I, I mean, it, it's very rare in this day and age where you have a, a coach that is just so beloved by his players like that, where, you know, how many, play, how many coaches in the NHL do you think could do that? You know, exactly. Seemed, yeah. And, and that's exactly. the thing. Like there's maybe a handful that we could probably list off where, you know, they're, they're not only cool guys, but the, the team could just vibe with them after the game and just, you know, do things like that on the fly. Um, mm-hmm. So you, you spoke about we, we spoke about all like the, the, the key players. Now on the other side of that, you know, I've trust me, when you ask me this question, I'm gonna have a lot of players that are kind of gonna be Achilles heel for the Tampa Bay Lightning. But for you guys, who is someone that whether it's been recently in this past series with Nashville or just all season long, somebody that you're worried uh, that you know needs to step it up or just hasn't really uh, played at the level that you're accustomed to them playing. Man, that is that's a tough one for me, honestly, because yeah. a lot of the Hurricanes guys, you know, they they do their job. I know a lot of people, you know, sometimes give me crap for this, but yeah, you know, being a Patriots fan and you know <laughs> their motto, do your job. A lot of the Hurricanes guys do their job. Yeah. Um, I would say. <sighs> I would definitely like to see Fetch step it up a little bit more. Yeah, he's not been bad by right. any means, but I'd like to see him be that superstar, you know, that we know he is. Um, I would say, uh, as you long-term listeners know, you guys know that Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever. And for those of you that are new here, uh, you may be asking yourself, what is Built Bar? And, of course, it is the best tasting protein bar ever. And they have nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor. Um, And regardless of the flavor, they are all covered in 100% chocolate and are soft and easy to chew. 
And their nine flavors include coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, my personal favorite, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. And like I said, all bars are covered in 100% chocolate and are soft and easy to choose. So there's something for everyone. And if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. And Built Bars are also low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. So they are great for the health conscious individual. And right now, when you go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Maybe Jake Bean. I would like to see him play a little bit better. Um, Not that he's been bad per se, but he he can be a bit better. uh, That's for sure. Uh, And then, um, you know, again, Ned, I would like to see some more improvement for him. Again, you know, he has been absolutely phenomenal out of this world, outperformed every single expectation. But like I mentioned, you know, with, uh, him taking a few minutes to settle in. Um, you know, I'd like to see that get a little bit better. And then his rebound control, I noticed that that was a little bit off in the Nashville series. It didn't really cost him in the Nashville series, but I do feel in the Tampa series, that is something that can cost the Hurricanes a few goals. Yeah. And, um, but and, and I was but just he has scared, shown yeah. improvement uh, yeah. because, again, I mentioned this with Sarah when we were talking about it. Um, in the first game that Nashville won, uh, on Matt Duchesne shot there. He obviously made it. Nashville won. Uh, but in uh, the second game, that went to double overtime. Uh, Matt Duchesne went for his very similar shot, and Ned made the save. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Nashville ended up uh, winning the game. That That is what it is. But just seeing that little improvement here and there, um, yeah. I did really like that. And I just remembered another one because I was just seeing him a really cool moment from uh, game five, which I'll say a little bit later on uh, when we um, start talking about the game itself uh, was Steven Lorenz. I think he's due for a really big game. Uh, mm-hmm. One of our fourth line guys, he just came up this season. Absolute great kid. Um, I think he's got, you know, big things for the hurricanes. I think he's just starting to tap into his potential. I think he's uh, due for a pretty good playoff game here soon. Yeah, and, and and I'm just curious with, you know, we Lightning fans saw it throughout the whole Panthers series, just the kind of like the indecisiveness of Florida, just with their ongoing I, – I don't even I – don't, I don't know why, but a lot of people called it a goalie controversy. But it, it just seemed like Hugh was just trying to pull any string for, for their goalie situation to get anybody going, and that just wasn't the case, and – boiled down to a 20 year old Spencer Knight, um, kind of trying to keep their, their, their season alive. Now I'm curious with, with, as with Brit, with Rod, like if, if Ned can't get going early on in these first couple of games, is the hook going to be very quick with putting Mrazek behind uh, in the crease or is Ned your guy right now? Like, is, is he your guy regardless of what happens? I will say that's a very, very good question because, you know, in, I really thought in the national series, they kind of go back and forth. They did. Yeah. Ned played the entire series. And I think that shows, you know, that probably, you know, moving forward, you know, uh, Ned will be the guy for the hurricanes in seasons to come. Um, I think in game one, uh, Ned will probably get the start. Um, but Rod really has faith in his players. 
Um, he, you know, isn't one to kind of do like coach Q and just keep changing things up for the sake of changing things up. Right. Because that first power play unit in that Nashville series, it flat out sucked. It really did. Yeah. I was like, it, you know, I respected Rod, you know, for having faith in those guys and not just giving up on them and changing things. Yeah. You know, he kept it together. Like, and, you know, let them, you know, work their thing out um and get out of that funk um i still feel that tavo teravinen should be on that first power play unit uh <laughs> but because he is so el- he is such an elite playmaker um, yeah but uh i think it would for rod to pull the plug on either ned or peter or james you know if he was uh playing as well since they've been kind of rolling with that three goalie system i think yeah, Tampa would probably have to go up like three nothing pretty early on yeah. uh, for Rod to change things up, and that goes for any of them. And that they would have to go up pretty quick, uh, pretty early. Yeah, and that's the thing that I'm just curious about because Tampa, I feel like when they should have feasted off this series with with the amount of you know different goalies that were in net, and they at certain times they took advantage of it, especially with the young goalie. Uh, and Spencer Knight, but when other chances, you know, I, I think they've really kind of let them go. But that's what happens with Tampa. I mean, they they kind of they they play sometimes they they're just there to just suit up and, and skate around and other other days and, and other shifts they're they're buzzing around and that's the really frustrating thing. And and then you'll see it especially, you know, at times and um you I, I know for a fact you guys are gonna definitely feast off of it. So I guess what we could do uh, moving forward, um, I guess we could just jump into my team now. You know, I, I yeah. think you you guys, I have to say, though, kind of just to end that segment is that you guys are probably the team other than Florida uh, in this, not only in this division, but just in the NHL that is very similar other than the goalie situation to Tampa just because of just the amount of depth that you guys have and you guys aren't afraid to skate up and down the ice with us. That's the one thing that is really impressed me as well is that some teams are, are more comfortable with getting into the zone and just cycling the puck around and, and throwing in, into the corners. But Florida and Carolina love to skate up and down the ice and, and, take, oh, yeah. it, and take it in the middle of, of, of the ice and not afraid to, to really get down on Vasilevsky. And that's the thing that's really going to be interesting to see how Tampa could really adjust to that because what they most times they they try to just keep at that speed instead of just slowing it down and i definitely think that if tampa decides to just make this into a track race i think that carolina could definitely take advantage of that uh going forward in the series so oh yeah absolutely yeah. i mean you look at who their head coach is entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah. he's in better shape than half the league and he's yeah. like 51 it's, it's years old yeah i was gonna say that and and he's kind of yeah. gotten dumped on a little bit this week but i i'm pretty sure he's in better shape than pat maroon uh i don't know if you saw the tweet but oh yeah i did somewhat so about uh if pat maroon scores a hat trick is it called a fat trick instead. yeah i saw uh, i saw that video that video <laughs> was pretty funny uh so yeah i guess we could just transition to my guys now um yeah uh, uh well, yeah. before we do that i do want yeah. to mention that one thing about steve lawrence at game five yeah it's just yeah. a good story at game five when they're singing the national anthem uh you know one thing we always do here in raleigh is 
you know, when it's, you know, the rocket's red glare, you know, everyone just yells red at the top of our lungs, you know, cause that's, you know, hurricanes. Yeah. Um, and then they cut to the players uh, when that happened. Uh, and uh, that fourth line was started the starting line for that night. And they cut to it when that happened. And uh, Steven was just like nodding his head, like, yeah, hell yeah. Um, awesome. Whenever the uh, fans did that, I'm just like that, <laughs> that I was just one thing that just like stick out. I'm like, yeah, the home crowd really does make a difference. Right. Of course. Uh, and they won that game. Uh, but, and that does it for part one of the Locked On Hurricanes, Locked On Lightning crossover. Make sure you go listen to part two right now. Um, but in the process of uh, listening to both episodes, uh, make sure you go follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes. Give it a like on Facebook at Locked On Hurricanes Podcast. And follow myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And I hope you enjoyed this first part of the crossover. Now go enjoy part two, folks. I will see you there. Peace.